All right, well, welcome back everyone to 101 Questions That Church Planters Ask. I'm your host, Danny Parmalee, and very excited today to have John Ferguson with us. John, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Danny. Great to be with you this morning. Glad you uh, asked uh, for me to join you. Yeah, you bet. And for those that don't know John, he's a co-founder of Community Christian Church in the Chicagoland area and a founder, important person within the Exponential Conference, New Thing Network, author of multiple books, and uh, just a a good all-around guy. So John, you've had an influence on me and impact on me and my ministry, so I'm really thankful uh, to have you uh, to have you with us today. So Clearly, you don't know me very well. (laughs) And and we're going to tackle a question uh, today. Is it okay to steal people from other churches? Now, you know, specifically looking at church planters kind of developing the launch team. And just a little background, my kind of training was you can't grow by transfer growth. So it was kind of like taught early on, Whatever you do, don't take people from other churches. It's a really bad thing. So I'll kind of just tee it up that way for you, and you can kind of just speak to it, and then we'll kind of dive in a little bit on this question if it's okay to, quote unquote, steal people from other churches. Sure. You know, and and I like how you put that, Danny, because, uh, you know, we're all taught that that's not the focus. And I think that's a great place to start. I mean, obviously, you know, the mission is in the vernacular that we use at community, it's all about helping people find their way back to God, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we know that we're about reaching lost people. And so, you know, uh, secondly, uh, I think we have to remember they're going to bring baggage, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And then thirdly, I think it's all about relationship, relationship with that person and relationship with the church they may be coming from. But ultimately, I think you do have to remind yourself, you know, that isn't the goal. The goal isn't to you know, as they say, kind of rearrange the furniture of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, the goal is to reach people who are far from God. And so uh, having said that, we know though, once you get in the trenches of, of church planting, you're trying to build a launch team, and you're trying to gather, you know, enough people so that it feels like, okay, there might be some interest in this new thing. Uh, you'll pretty much take anybody and everybody you can, right? So, <laughs> I mean, just as a foundation, that's not what we're going for, but, but it does happen. They do come. Yeah. And and I I think that, you know, part of it was, is that I was so sold on that um, core value of like, you only grow through, you know, evangelistic means. I literally was turning people away in the beginning. Like, no, you have to go back to your church. This is a, is a, uh, is a bad move for you to be able to come here. And, And what I was realizing, what I was doing is I was actually even setting up a core value that then I would own people you know, that, that, that if anyone ever left my church, then another pastor was actually stealing from me. And it really gave a bad perspective on people and mission that somehow, you know, churches own people or that pastors own people. And honestly, it was a pretty toxic thing in my own um, kind of early years, probably even up to the first five years of church planting. So I've shifted quite a bit to try to um, train church planters to not um, have that tight fist, so to speak, or even to think of it in that sort of way, but to have a missional mindset. So I don't know if with church planters that you work with, how you help them to navigate. And obviously each situation is different, but if you could walk through a couple different ones, if they say, Hey, there's this couple that's coming from X, Y, Z to join my church, what should I do? How, how should I handle that? Yeah. Great question. And, and I like how you said that, Danny, because I think it is important that you know, how you uh, sort of establish yourself at the beginning is going to be an indicator for how people perceive their relationship with you 
as well. And I think holding on loosely like that is so important because I mean, you may be the shiny new thing right now, right? Mm-hmm. But you're not going to be really soon, okay? <laughs> and so people are going to be leaving your place for other places. And you got to early on figure out how you're going to handle that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, love how, I love how you put that, I think, from the beginning. Um, you know, I think your, your question really was, how have I handled that with, with church mm-hmm. planters? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? Um, I think so much of it's about relationship. I kind of go mm-hmm. back to that. Yeah. And it's really twofold. It's your relationship with those folks that may be coming from another church, mm-hmm. but it's also your relationship with that church that they may be coming from. Okay. And there's a lot of variables, I think, with that church they might be coming from, too. Now, if you're, if you're friendly with the, the pastor from the church they may be coming to, then to me, yeah, you owe that pastor a conversation. Mm-hmm. Talk to him and say, hey, look, so-and-so, even, even better yet, probably would be to ask the people that are thinking about coming to go to that pastor mm-hmm. first or yeah. someone that they're, they're, uh, they're accountable to and let them know, hey, here's what we want to do. And then immediately, though, then you as the pastor of the new church, you go to that pastor and say, hey, look, I know so-and-so has talked to you. Um, I want to talk to you as well. Um, they're talking about coming and being a part of this thing. And, you know, I hope, you know, you'll see that as a great opportunity for your church to send and a way for you to be on mission with us because it's going to be a huge win for us. And we want to share that win with you so it doesn't feel like, you know, somebody's kind of sneaking away or, you know, we're sheep stealing or whatever you might want to call it. So best case scenario, yeah, is for that other church to embrace it, see that as a sending opportunity and for everybody to celebrate together. Now we know that doesn't always happen, right? right um, yeah. But that's, that to me, like if you can make it happen that way, that's, that's awesome. And I, I'm quite honest, I'd say uh, more and more, I feel like that's becoming the norm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think as churches recognize, Hey, look, um, you know, we're all in this together. We're better together. We're all friends on mission and um, you know, new churches need new people. They need mature people, people that can develop others. And if I could be a part of that, then that's a big win. And I would hope that, you know, they would bring those, that, that family or that couple, that person up in front of their church and say, hey, look, you know, um, Bob and Jill, I want to be a part mm-hmm. of the new church. You've heard us talk about that new church. Mm-hmm. It's uh, going to be starting up, you know, in X number of months in this part of the community. We want to encourage that and support that. Let's pray for them. Let's bless them and let's send them to be a part of that, that new work that's going to reach even more people. So, I mean, that's, that's the best case scenario. Yeah, that's great. I think one of the things, too, to tie it together, what you said in the beginning is as people do transfer, they also uh, tend to come uh, or or can come with baggage as well, too. And so the stronger the relationship is with that local pastor, you're able to sometimes uncover that stuff before it happens, which doesn't mean that they wouldn't necessarily be part of your church, because maybe this would be an opportunity for you to pastor and minister to them. Maybe there's something that kind of happened you know, bad within the church, just circumstantial. And you can say, okay, well, maybe this is even a time of healing and maybe they stick with you and maybe they even have that time just to, to, to heal and to repair. And if you don't have that relationship with the pastor, you may blindly be stepping into something that you have no idea and you have no idea of the context of, of yeah, what's going on. So. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, and I think that's where, um, you know, you do need to dig in and kind of find out, okay, what's the motive behind them wanting to leave and be a part of what you're doing or what God's doing through you? Uh, what's the motive for them leaving the preceding uh, previous church? Uh, because if there is some, um, you know, relational uh, disconnect or if there's uh, some division or, you know, if they're leaving because they don't like this or don't like that, chances are six months down the road, they're, gonna, they're not going to like this or that about whatever you're doing too. And so you're, you're better off to make sure they resolve that in their current context rather than bringing that with them to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think we've all seen that before, right? Because we've all been a part of new right. church. When somebody comes, 
they love it for what, six, nine months. <laughs> next thing you know, they're complaining to you about the very things they were complaining about from the previous situation. So yeah, definitely encourage them, challenge them to deal with that as much as you can either. Uh, and if you know the pastor of that place, I mean, even better because they can yeah. work together through that. But um, yeah, absolutely deal with whatever issues they're struggling through before they come and join a new thing because they're just going to pollute whatever you're trying yeah. to do. That's not going to be good for anybody. Yeah. Now you keep saying new thing. And so is that like the subconscious way to get that, <laughs> which is actually funny because it's actually my next uh, thing that I was going to say is I've actually appreciated so much uh, new things kind of kingdom collaboration has been really part of the ethos of it. Can you explain just a little bit what new thing is and how it even works um, as uh, kind of like within a city and that there are churches that are, you know, they're a part of different networks or a part of different denominations and that relationship amongst pastors and church planters has really helped in this whole thing of having people have a missional mindset and not just, okay, you're, you're married to this church. And if you leave it, you've, you've done something wrong. It's sinful, which I used to tell people that, you know, I'm like, this is a marriage. You don't, you don't get divorced. This is, this is lifelong. I know, man. Don't you just shudder to think oh, what, what said, and, and not that you're like all enlightened now and mature, but seriously, I mean, I was, oh gosh, I was so offended, so upset mm-hmm. at the even thought of leaving our church when we first mm-hmm. started. I mean, it was like an anathema or whatever the word is, I mean, just, you know, get behind me, Satan kind of thing, exactly. you know? And, uh, you know, I, I think being, yeah, I mean, what New Thing does is we try to establish networks across denominations, across cultures, mm-hmm. across geographies, across denominations in cities that are working together uh, to start churches together. And, and truthfully, that 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 is a game changer, even in this conversation, because uh, what's interesting is... Um, both uh, staff people and sometimes even families kind of get a track record from bouncing from church to church. Mm-hmm. And that works pretty well. Okay. Mm-hmm. When pastors aren't talking to each other, right. Right. <laughs> the of a network is you're like talking to each other and it's like, Oh, so-and-so is coming our way now. And you're like, mm-hmm. okay, look, you can keep them <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. because you're in conversation, but it, it also, I think broadens your perspective of kingdom too. And you recognize that, okay, you know what, we're going to have these folks for a season mm-hmm. and then, yeah, they might go to another church and guess what? Maybe, Maybe they have more apostolic bent anyway, and they need to do that. And they're just going to get kind of tired or maybe lazy Mm -hmm. or not as, um, uh, maybe they're not going to bear as much fruit in your context because it's not new. It's not an upstart and they need to go somewhere else. Um, But one of the things I think that that we try to do with new things is bring churches together and networks. So those conversations happen. I think you recognize the kingdom's a lot bigger than just your church, Mm -hmm. that we're all in this together. We're trying to advance the cause citywide or region wide. And one of the ways we can do that is be in conversation about people Mm -hmm. and how they can be best um, kind of deployed to advance Mm -hmm. the kingdom, wherever that might be. Yeah, that's great. Okay. So um, just kind of uh, as we're getting close to the end here, uh, for a church planner that's going into a new community, maybe they've even moved, it's uh, the parachute or whatever. How do they begin to establish relationships with other pastors? And certainly some other pastors may have been burnt in the past, or they have their own pride and ego issues, don't even want to have a conversation. Any just kind of advice for how a church planner can come in with humility to begin some of those relationships with other um, other pastors and churches. Yes, yes, yes. I'm so glad you asked that. And, and that was one of the things as, as I was thinking about um, our conversation, Danny, I think, I think humility is huge in this whole mm-hmm. conversation of people jumping from church to church or starting up and kind of being the new guy or new woman in town and what that could look like. 
Um, and I'll tell you what, uh, you know, even though community had been around for a long time, when I moved into the city to help start a new location in the city, I, I became a church planter again, even though I've had, you know, 20 years of experience in ministry. And one of the first things I did was started to connect with local pastors just to kind of say, hey, look, um, you guys have been in the city. We were in the suburbs prior to that time. You guys have been in the city for a long time. Tell me how not to be that guy. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> with the bravado and thinks he's got it all together. Well, all you have to do is church plant in the city for about like <laughs> six months and all the bravado has gone anyway, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I really didn't even ask them. It just happened. <laughs> but it was, it was really good. And they were super welcoming and they gave me some great advice. But I would challenge any church planter. Yeah. Um, just be open with that. Um, be, be very forward about that call. Now, quite honestly, some people might not give you the time of day, but at least you, you made the effort. I think where it feels weird is when um, you find out kind of secondhand that maybe, uh, and again, it's, this is God's kingdom, man. I mean, we don't own any territory, right? Mm-hmm. Really ourselves. But it does feel a little bit weird when you find out secondhand that somebody's coming to, to a neighborhood right near you, especially mm-hmm. if it's somebody you kind of know or feel like mm-hmm. you have a connection with, and they didn't bother to call or at least to, to kind of let you know or, or, mm-hmm. or to ask for your input or advice. Because look, you can learn from anybody, right? Yeah. And so going in there, I think, and just kind of saying, hey, we're here, you know, we're starting this deal. Um, would love your input and advice, anything you have on what it looks like to navigate life and or ministry in this community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think keep in mind too, you know, when, uh, unfortunately we all feel a little bit threatened, whether we admit it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think you always just kind of have to remember, um, mm-hmm. nobody really gets into this. Um, people get into this for good motives. You know, mm-hmm. they, they want to reach people far from God. They want to advance the kingdom. And so no matter what you may have heard or been told about somebody, you need kind of to push that aside and go into it with uh, fresh eyes and, and work that relationship um, and, and, and join a network as soon as you can. You know, yeah. find out what's going on in that city and, and become a part of it. You'll, you'll be surprised, I think, how welcomed you are um, and how that opens your eyes to what, what God's doing on a, on a larger scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. I know uh, for some church planners, it can be hard to because they do reach out and they do get the cold shoulder uh, a little bit. And um, I remember being frustrated as a as a you know young church planner, and I'm reaching out to pastors. They don't want anything to do with me. And I'm like, gee, I just I had such a judgment on them. Until then, I was the established church, and then you know the church planners are coming, and I'm doing my egotistical eye roll and like, we've got it covered. No need, <laughs> no need right, to come right, here. Right. And so, yeah, so I just, you know, I, I encourage church planners like, yeah, reach out. Some pastors are going to embrace, some might even be skeptical, but that's okay. Just try to, you know, put yourself in their shoes for a moment, you know, right. and anything that you can do. And what I found is, is that I needed to continue those relationships. Cause I used to tell uh, the uh, the area planters and pastors. The longer we don't spend time together, you grow horns. You know what I mean? Like yeah, right you have that oh, does yeah. it just automatically like oh oh they're they're selling out. You know they're they're not teaching real theology. Just over time, right. and then I'd sit down and have coffee. You're like I really like you. You know we're both trying to do the same thing. And that's one of the beauty beauties of these networks is you know there's accountability to stay in relationship to connect consistently and regularly over time. And you, you really begin to like people that you may never right. have thought you would like before. They're not right. like you necessarily, but yeah, yeah you're in it together. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I think part of that's just, um, you know, assume the best, you know, why not? You know, go into it, assuming the best, because you've probably been in those situations where maybe you could tell somebody wasn't assuming the best about you. And you're like, yeah. hey, did I, is there something I did to give you the impression that maybe 
I, I don't want to send some people to your church plant. You know, assume that maybe I do. Right. And you're coming right. to me thinking you're going to have to apologize for this when I'm going. Exactly. No, this is awesome. How else can we help? Exactly. And I think that, I think that's great. The reciprocal thing that you go to them saying, Hey, I want to know as people come to my church, if, if they're not a good fit at the church plant, I want to know some other good pastors and other good churches that I trust so that I would be able to send them there and I'll give you a heads up and I'll let you know if someone is coming with bad motives or baggage or whatever. And that way we can kind of work. uh, I think we're, I think where it gets hardest in these scenarios, you know, is, uh, when it's someone that's coming from maybe another newer church plant or maybe a mm-hmm. smaller struggling church, mm-hmm. that's, that's where it gets, mm-hmm. it gets tough. Um, but even in those scenarios, I think, you know, relationship is everything and, and make sure the person that's coming and considering being a part of what you're doing is going back to their leadership, having those conversations. And then you even take, you also taking the time to say, Hey, look, here's what's going on. I'd love to talk to you about this. That's awesome. Well, John, thank you so much, not only just for our time here today, but just uh, for what you're doing in the church planting world and as a church planter in Chicago. And uh, we uh, uh, pray blessings upon you and uh, everyone else that is out there doing it. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And uh, we'll, we'll see you next week. Thanks a lot, Danny. 